0: Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Titan's Curse by Rick Riordan, Book Three, Chapter Four. Valya tortures New England Artemis assured us that dawn was coming, but you could have fooled me. It was colder and darker and snowier than ever. Up on the hill west of the hall's windows were completely lightless. I wondered if the teacher had ever noticed that. The D'Angelo's and Dr. Thorne were missing yet. I didn't want to be around when they did. With my luck, the only name Mrs. Gottschalk would remember would be Percy Jackson, and then I'd be the subject of a nationwide manhunt again. The hunters broke camp as quickly as they set it up. I stood shivering in the snow, unlike the hunters, who didn't seem to feel at all uncomfortable. And Artemis stared into the east like, she was expecting something. Bianca sat off to one side talking with Nico. I could tell from his gloomy face that she was explaining her decision to join the hunt. I couldn't help thinking how selfish it was of her abandoning her brother like that. Dahlia and Grover came up and huddled around me anxious to hear what had happened during my audience with the goddess. When I told them, Grover turned pale. The last time the hunters visited camp, it didn't go well. How'd they even show up here, I wondered. I mean they just appeared out of nowhere. And Bianca joined them, Thalia said, disgusted. It's all Zoe's fault. That's stuck up no good. Who can blame her, Grover said? Eternity with Artemis? He heaved a big sigh. Thalia rolled her eyes. You say this, you're all in love with Artemis. Don't you get that she'll never love you back? But she's so into nature Grover swooned. You're nuts, said Thalia. Nuts and berries, Grover said dreamily. Yeah. Finally, the sky began to lighten. Ardus muttered, about time. He's so lazy during the winter. You're waiting for sunrise, I asked. For my brother, yes. I didn't want to be rude. I mean, I knew the legends about Apollo, or sometimes Helios, driving a big sun chariot across the sky. But I also knew that the sun was really a star about a zillion miles away. I would got used to some of Greek myths being true, but still, I didn't see how Apollo, Apollo could drive the sun. It's not exactly as you think, Artemis said, like she was reading her mind. Oh, okay. I started to relax, so it's not like he'll be pulling up in a... There was a sudden burst of light on the horizon, a blast of warmth. Don't look, Artemis advised. Not until he parks. Parks? I averted my eyes and saw that the other kids were doing the same. The light and warmth intensified until my winter coat felt like it was melting off me. Then suddenly, the light died. I looked and couldn't believe it. It was my car. Well, the car I wanted anyway. A red convertible. A a Maserati. Spider. It was so awesome. It glowed. Then I realized it was glowing because the metal was hot. The snow had melted around the Maserati in a perfect circle, which explained why I was now standing on green grass and my shoes were wet. The driver got out smiling. He looked about 17 or 18, and for a second, I had the uneasy feeling it was Luke, my old enemy. This guy had the same sandy hair and out... Boosy, good looks. But it wasn't Luke. This guy was taller, with no scar on his face. Like Luke's. His smile was brighter and more playful. Luke didn't do much more than scowl and sneer these days. The Maserati driver wore jeans and loafers and sleeveless t-shirt. Wow, Thalia muttered. Apollo is hot. He's the sun god, I said. That's not what I meant. Little sister, Apollo called. If his teeth were any whiter, he could have blinded us without the suncloth. What's up? You never call me. You never write. I was getting worried. Artemis sighed. I'm fine, Apollo, and I'm not your little sister. Hey, I was born first. We're twins. How many millennium do we have to argue? So, what's up? He interrupted. Got the girls with you, I see. You all need some tips on archery? Artemis gritted her teeth. I need a favor. I have some hunting to do alone. I need you to take my companion to Camp Halfwood. So, Then he raised his hand in a stop everything gesture. I feel a hate you coming on. The hunters all groaned. Apparently, they met Apollo before. He cleared his throat and held up one hand dramatically. Green grass breaks through snow. Artemis pleads for. My help, I am so cool. He grinned at us, waiting for applause. The last line was only four syllables, Artemis said. Apollo frowned. Was it? Yes. What about, I am so big-headed? No, no, that's six syllables. Hmm. He started muttering to himself. Zone <laughs> so nice, turned to us. Lord Apollo has been going through his haiku phase ever since he visited Japan. This not as bad as the time before he visited if I had to hear one more person start with, there once was a goddess from Sparta. I've got it, Apollo announced. I am so awesome. That's five syllables, he bellowed, looking very pleased with himself. And now, Sis, transportation for hunters, you say? Good timing, I was just about ready to roll. These demigods will also need a ride, Artemis said pointing to us, some Chiron's campers. No problem, Apollo checked us out. Let's see. Thalia, right? I've heard all about you. Thalia blushed. Hi, Lord Apollo. Zeus's girl, yes. Makes sure you my half-sister. Used to be a tree, didn't you? Glad you're back. I hate it when pretty girls turn into trees. Man, I remember one time, Brother, Artemis said. You should get going. Oh, right. Then he looked at me, and his eyes narrowed. Pussy Jackson, yeah, I mean, yes sir. It seemed weird calling a teenager sir, but I'd learned to be careful with immortals. They tend to get offended easily, and then they blow stuff up. Apollo studied me, but he didn't say anything, which I found a little creepy. Well, he said at last, "We better load up, huh? Ride right only goes one way, west, and if you miss it, you miss it." I looked at the Maserati, which would only seat two people max. There were about 20 of us. Cool car, Nico said. Thanks, kid. But how will we all fit? Oh, Apollo seemed to notice the problem for the first time. Well, yeah, I hate to change out of sports car mode, but I suppose he took out his car keys and beeped the security alarm button. chip chip. For a moment, the car glowed bright again. When the glare died, the Maserati had been replaced by one of those small buses, just like... We use for school basketball game. Right, he said. Everybody in. Zoe ordered the hunters to start loading. She picked up her camping pack and Apollo said, Here, sweetheart, let me get that. Zoe recoiled, her eyes flashed murderously. Brother Artemis chided, you do not help my hunters. You do not look at, talk to, or flirt with my hunters, and you do not call them sweetheart. Apollo spread his hands. Sorry, I forgot. Hey, sis, where are you off to anyway? Hunting, Artemis said. It's none of your business. I'll find out. I see all. Know all. Artemis snorted. Just drop them off, Apollo. And no messing around. No, no, I never mess around. Artemis rolled her eyes, and then looked at us. I will see you by winter solstice. Zoe, you are in charge of the hunters. Do well. Do as I would. Zoe straightened. Yes, my lady. Artemis knelt and touched the ground as if looking for track when she rose she looked troubled so much danger that beast must be found she sprinted towards the woods and melted into the snow and shadows apollo turned and grinned jingling the car keys on his fingers so he said who wants to drive the hunters piled into the van they all crammed into the back so they'd be as far away as apollo or apollo and the rest of us highly infested male Bianca sat with them, leaving her little brother to hang in the front with us, which seemed cold to me, but Nico didn't seem to mind. This is cool, Nico said, jumping up and down in the driver's seat. Is this really the sun? I thought Helios and Selene were the sun and moon gods. How come sometimes it's them, and sometimes it's you and Artemis? Downsizing, Apollo said, the Romans started it. They couldn't afford all those temple sacrifices, so they laid off Helios and Selene and folded their duties into our job description. My sis got the moon, I got the sun. It was pretty annoying at first, but at least I got this cool car. But how does it work? Nico asked. I thought the sun was a big fiery ball of gas. Apollo chuckled and ruffled Nico's hair. That rumor probably got started because Artemis used to call me a big fiery ball of gas. Seriously kid, it depends on whether you're talking to astronomy or philosophy. You want to talk astronomy? Bah! What fun is that? You want to talk about how humans think about the sun? Ah, uh, now that's more interesting. They got a lot of writing on the sun, uh, so to speak. It keeps them warm, grows their crops, powers engine, makes everything look well sunnier. This chariot is built out of human dreams about the sun, kid. It's an old as western civilization. Every day it drives across the sky from east to west, lightening up all those puny little mortals' lives. The chariot is manifest of the sun's power, the way mortals perceive it. Make sense? Nico shook his head. No. Well then, just think of it as a really powerful, really dangerous solar car. Can I drive? No. Too young. Ooh, ooh. Glover raised his hand. Mm. no, Apollo said. Too furry. He looked past me and focused on Thalia. Daughter of Zeus, he said. Lord of the sky. Perfect. Oh no, Thalia shook her head. No, thanks. Come on, Apollo said. How old are you? Thalia hesitated. I don't know. It's sad but true. She'd been turned into a tree when she was 12. But that was been seven years, so she should be 19 if you went by years. But she still felt like she was 12. If you look at her, though she seemed somewhere in between the best Colin could work out. she had kept aging while in tree form, much more slowly, Apollo tapped his fingers to his lips. You're fifteen, almost sixteen. How do you know that? Hey, I'm the god of prophecy. I know stuff. You'll turn sixteen in about a week. That's my birthday, december twenty second which means you're old enough now to drive. With a lunatic permit, Daria shifted her feet nervously. Uh, I know what you're going to say, Apollo said. You don't deserve an honor like driving the Sun Chariot. That's not what I was going to say. Don't sweat it. Maine to Long Island is really short trip. And don't worry about what happened to the last kid I trained. You're Zeus' daughter. He's not going to blast you out of the sky. Apollo laughed good naturedly The rest of us didn't join him. Thalia tried to protest but Apollo was absolutely not going to take no for an answer. He hit a button on the dashboard, and a sign popped up along with the top of the widescreen. I had to read it backwards, which for a really isn't that different from reading forward. I was pretty sure it said, warning, student driver. Take it away, Apollo told Thalia. You're gonna be a natural. I'll admit, I was jealous. I couldn't wait to start driving a couple of times the autumn, My mom had taken me out to Montauk when the beach road was empty, and she let me try out her Mazda. I mean, yeah, it was a Japanese compact, and this was the Sun Chariot, but how different could it be? Speed equals heat, Apollo advised, so start slowly, and make sure you've got good altitude before you really open her up. Faria gripped the wheels so tightly her knuckles turned white. She looked like she was going to be sick. What's wrong, I asked her. Nothing, she said sickly. Nothing is wrong. She pulled back on the wheel. It tilted and the bus lurched upwards so fast I fell back and crashed against something soft. Ow, Grover said. Sorry. Slower, Apollo said. Sorry, Thalia said. I've got it under control. I managed to get to my feet, looking out of the window. I saw a smoking ring of trees from the clearing where we'd taken off. Thalia, I said. Laying up on the accelerator. I've got it, Percy, she said, getting her teeth. But she kept it floored. Loosen up, I told her. I'm loose, Thalia said. She was so stiff, it looked like she was made of plywood. We need to view south for Long Island, Apollo said. Hang a lap, Thalia jerked the wheel and again threw me into Glover, who yelled. The other lap, I made the mistake of looking out the window again. We were airplane height out. So high the sky was staring too black. Ah, Apollo said. I got the feeling he was forcing himself to sound calm. A little lower, sweetheart. Cape Cod is freezing over. Valia tilted the wheel. Her face was chalk white. Her forehead beaded with sweat. Something was definitely wrong. I'd never seen her like this. The bus pitched down and somebody screamed. Maybe it was me. Now we were headed straight towards the Atlantic Ocean, a thousand miles an hour. The New England coastline off to our left, and it was getting hot in the bus. Apollo had been thrown somewhere in the back of the bus and was starting to climb up the of seat. Take the wheel, Grover begged him. No worries, Apollo said. He looked plenty worried. She just learned to... Whoa! I saw he was seeing down below us a little snow-covered New England town. At least it used to be snow-covered. As I watched the snow melt off the trees and the roofs and lawns, the white steeple of a church turned brown and started to smolder. Little plumes of smoke, like birthday candles, were popping all over the town. Trees and rooftops were catching fire. Pull up, I yelled. There was a wild light in Thalia's eyes. She yanked back on the wheel and held on this time. As we zoomed up, I could see through the back of the window that the fires in the town were being snuffed out by a sudden blast of cold. There, Apollo pointed, Long Island, dead ahead. Let's slow down, dear. Dead is only an expression. Thalia was thundering towards the coastline of northern Long Island. There was Camp half the valley, the woods, the beach. I could see the dining pavilion and cabins in the amphitheater. I'm under control, Thalia muttered. I'm under control. We were only a few hundred meters away now. Break, Apollo said. I can do this. Break! Dahlia slams her foot on the brake, and the sun bust pitched forward in a 45-degree angle, slamming into the Camp Half-Blood Canoe Lake with a huge blue steam bellowed up, sending several freight and naiads scrambling out of the water with half a woven wicker basket. The bus bobbed to the surface along with a couple capsized half-melted canoes. Well, said Apollo with a brave smile. You are right, my dear. You had everything under control. Let's see if we boiled anyone important, shall we?